Greetings and salutations, world. Hopefully everybody's good out there. What up? It's another day. It's a new time. It's a new hour. It's a new minute. It's a new second. And this is another episode of Keeping the Tower. Peace, everyone. I'm Aunt Boogie. Don't worry about the name. Get used to the voice. And hopefully everything is going good and right with you on this day. Thank you so much for tuning in. And it's a blessing. It's a true blessing to have you here, man. And world, we're like almost out of October. And we're almost into November. But that's all good. That means everything is still moving. That means the year is still going. That means no matter what's still going on in this pandemic-filled world. And I do mean pandemic-filled world. Our year is still going. So, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Tiff. You are a normal listener. You are a constant listener. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you. And if you're a new listener, welcome. So, this is another episode of Keeping the Towel. I am Ant Boogie. And this is about you. I want to make sure I say things and bring content that is encouraging to you as we go through this wonderful complexity called life. And I don't need you to give up. That's why Keeping the Towel is here. I want to know if you've been fishing before. I've never been fishing. I've seen fishing, but I've never done fishing before i like to see those who fish i love to see how they prepare themselves preparing their rod preparing their their bait whatever they may use to go ahead and start fishing and i love watching what they do and it's very very interesting to see what some people use the type of rods they use even when i go to sporting goods stores it is amazing to see the incredible types and various varieties of fishing rods and me I always say, oh, well, a fishing rod is a fishing rod when really it's not. Of course, it's about strength. Number one is the strength of that rod. Can it handle certain pounds of fish? Because, of course, not all fishes are the same and not all species of fishes are the same. So that was always interesting to me. Also, the lines that are used. Is it brittle? Is it strong enough? And you got to have a weak line, a strong line. Of course, depending on where you're fishing and everything. It depends if you're going for a regular koi fish. Let's say you get a koi fish. You're not going to get a very strong line because, again, that can rip this koi fish mouth or any part of koi fish. Now, if you're going for, I don't know, a 900-pound marlin, like I think Michael Jordan and his team caught one a couple of months ago, yeah, I don't think you want to get a weak line for that because that will snap the line easily. I bring all this to you. I had a conversation with my man not too long ago about the ways how we fish and what we gather. So you got your fishing rod, your line, your bait, and then your bucket. When we decide to go out and fish, no matter what time of day, some people go out to fish early in the morning and you, they will show you fishing reports. Hey, early in the morning, this is the perfect time to go. The weather, of course, plays a major role when you go out to fish, of course. And the water, you'll be able to see like, hey, 6 a.m., perfect. Maybe noon is perfect for you. After that, yeah, it's not going to look good. And so you decide to go out and fish. As I said, you got your line, you got your rod, you got your bait, and then you got your bucket. You put your bait on. Some people use worms. Some people use different type of lures, glowing lures, use moving lures. It looks real to the fish, but it's not. Now, if it's a worm, it's real. Now, it may be a dead worm, maybe a live worm, but it depends. And the fish may go for that, or they may go for something else. They may go for some simple things like cheese or any other thing they do that they take their time and fish go out on on a boat or you stand by the shore or you go inside the water a little of course you got your water boots and everything and then you cast your rod cast your rod and you just sit there or stand there some people do it for 
hours on end. Some do two. Some do four hours of fishing until something catches. And if they don't do that, that's what they'll do. They'll move to another side of the boat. They'll move to the other side of the boat or they'll move to the back of the boat. Some move to the front of the boat. Of course, it depends on where you are at the moment that you're able to catch your fish. So just imagine you're fishing. 30 minutes pass, 45 minutes pass, you don't catch nothing. An hour pass, you don't catch nothing. By hour two, you catch one thing, but eh, too small. You throw it back. So you said, man, let me give it another 45 minutes. So now three hours have gone by. Many times when I would stand there and I've walked past some pairs and everything and I would see people fishing, I was like, man, what makes these people stand there for so long just to fish, to catch probably one fish? That's relaxing for them. Some people call it a sport. Do I call it a sport? No, I don't call fishing a sport, just like I don't call poker a sport. However, if you're getting paid a whole heap of money, a buttload of money just to go and play cards and to catch a fish, hey, then it's a sport, I guess. It's a sport. <laughs> More power to you. It's a sport then. No problem. You're getting paid for it. That's where I see it with us. We fish all the time. And we fish in different ways. And normally... I don't discuss about relational stuff. I'm not that type of person because I'm not no relational expert. But we got to look at where we fish, how we fish. When we're out there in the world, we fish differently. We may be fishing for ideas, fishing for attention, fishing for so many different things, particularly when it comes to relationships. We're looking for certain people in our life. It can be work relationships. It can be friendship relationships or love relationships, particularly for my single people out there. And it's difficult if you're a hiring manager. It's difficult fishing for a new hire. It's difficult because you got to fish through a plethora of resumes so you make sure that you're hiring the right people for your company. Because you don't want to go ahead and look back some 30, some 60, maybe 90 days of probation period. And you're like, crap, what was I thinking? And you got to let that person go and like, let's try this all over again. And so when you got to go out there and fish, you got to look at the person's character. Are they real? Are they just saying this for the moment for the interview? Or are they really this type of person? You'll know. Of course, you'll definitely know. Probation period will show it. Or a little after probation period. After 90 days, you know, some people's like, yo, I'm good now. I'm in there and then things start to slack off. It happens. That's just how it is. We have our line, we have our rod, and we have our bait. What is your bait? What's your bait? Is your bait fake? The lures that you will use, it looks like a real wriggly fish. It looks like a real fish in distress. I saw a lure where they were selling one time where it shows a fish, it has a bite in its side, and so... The other fishes will see that and then immediately go after it. It's a lure. The fish will catch that lure and try to rip it away and go away with it. Because, again, if you look at how a fish will eat, any fish, whether it's a shark or anything, it just clamp down and go. When that fish try to swim away, it can't. It's on the hook now. What is your bait? What is your lure? Is your lure your character? Is your lore your mindset? What's your lore? What is it? Your aura, whichever one you want to use, your spirit. What is your lore? And that's the thing. We have people in our lives. We know people who have fake lures. They look like, yo, they got a good attitude, good mindset. They seem like they have a good spirit, but in actuality, they don't. After you check them out for a little while. After you hook them, you pull them out the water. It looks good and everything, but then when you pull them out the water, you're like, no, you're not even... 
like this. Man, you you fake. You're not even a good person. You're not even you don't have a good character. I can't even have you in my company because you have a nasty character. You have this way that's nasty about you. I can't even bring you in my circle because you have a nasty way about you. We have to ask ourselves that question. Where and what kind of lures are you taking? If you're a hiring manager or if you're a hiring company, do you go ahead and make up all these false things when you're putting out an ad saying, hey, look, we're going to make sure that we treat our workers with respect. We treat our employees like this. We make sure that they're taken care of. We take good care of them and blah, blah, blah. And so that's the bait. That's your lore. And then here it is. You get 100 applications and hundreds of resumes. And then here it is. You bring in these people and then you have no such thing as that. That is not you than a high turnover rate. What was the law you was using? Or are you a real company like, yo, we really look after our employees. We're a laid back atmosphere here. All we just need, you're productive. And there's some who are like that. Digging in Silicon Valley, boy. Woo. Man, they, they're real about it. That they got coffee shops and everything taking kids. If they got to bring their kids to work. Oh, yeah, here's your here's the child care center and everything. Like, wait, What? Yo, now that's a company that knows how to take care of their employees. And so companies like that, most of the time they have a hard, a very hard way of having a high turnover rate. High turnover rate does not is not synonymous with that company. Do you see those companies? Yes. But I'm going to be honest with you. You don't see a lot in America. You really don't. You're going to see them overseas. They're in England, Finland, Sweden and all those other spots. Yeah, you're not going to see a lot of those companies in the States. And that's just not the U.S.'s way of doing what they have to, of, of productivity. That's not their way. They believe you got to work all these hours, crazy amount of hours and everything to make your money. And then after you are in this maze or in this rat race or in this hamster wheel for God knows how long you think you're doing something when you're really not, or you think there's going to be upward mobility. There's really not. But again, you got hooked. You got hooked with the good lore because that company used a great lore. Now there's a lot of you who look for different things. You look for potential clients. You look for potential, you look for potential friends and everything. What is the lawyer you're using? And a lot of people, again, you'll come off like you got this incredible spirit and everything, but you're not even that. And some people, like I've seen so many times in many places that I've worked at, that they will look like they're an incredible person, but once people get to know them, nowhere near that person, and then it's like, oh, I can't be around them. Well, it was kind of obvious. So to my people out there who are single, I'm talking to you right now. What about you? When you go out, you take your bucket, your rod and your line and your lures, and you go out and fish. You're in the shallow end. And you constantly fish. And if you've been single for a few months, this doesn't really apply to you. I'm talking about my people who've been single for a year, two years and more. I'm talking to you. You're out there. You're looking to go ahead and say, you know what? I've been out the dating game for a minute. Let me go ahead and give it a shot and let me see what's out there. And you try to hook a fish, right? The fish looks good from the surface because you're at the shallow end. Examine a little more. You're like, wait a minute. You're missing a fin. Wait a minute. You got a bulging eye or something. Fish is deformed. So now you got to ask, do I really want to bring this fish home? So you got two options here. Do you put it in your bucket or do you throw it back? Which one do you do? Do you throw it back or do you put it in your bucket? And so many times when we look at things, the people that we attract in our lives is that this is what we use as our lures. Some of us act desperate for friends or a significant other. We become desperate, right? 
or we come with all these incredible standards and it's pronounced. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. You better be able to handle that and be able to be up to that standard. And then it's like, hold on. Nobody's taking their time to know the type of fish they have. Nobody's doing that. So you will get these fishes and it looks like, yeah, I can live up to what you want because I'm a good looking fish or so forth. And that's a bad thing. We just going by looks alone. But then here's the thing. You take this fish and you either going to do two things with that fish. One, you're going to put that fish in your aquarium, your fish tank or two. You're going to cook that fish. You're going to cook and eat it. Now, you can put that fish in your fish tank, but there could be a problem. Your fish tank may be too small for that type of fish or too big for that type of fish. And also, you may not have the right water for that fish. That fish may be salt water fish. You're putting this fish in fresh water or vice versa. That fish may not be set for that. Or you can go ahead and you have other fish in your fish tank and then you put that fish you got from the ocean and try to put it in your fish tank and that fish start gobbling up all the other fish. You got other fish in it that's small and so you got this big fish. So guess what? That big fish is going to devour the other small fishes. See, you brought that into your home. So another part of you may go ahead and use those fishes that you fished for and then you break that in your bucket. And then you say, I'm going to eat this fish. There's nothing there to show you, yo, that fish is poisonous. The puffer fish. That is a poisonous fish. Do you know there's some fishes that are still put on menus that people eat? They're still not supposed to be eaten? There's certain ways you got to cut the fish. There's certain parts of the fish that should be cut that could be devoured. There's other parts that cannot be masticated. It has to be thrown out. There's a few of these fishes. Poisonous fish that people in all over the world, in other parts of the world, in Asia, in Europe, even in America, South America, they eat these fishes. It's not good for your body. But how come if another fish eats it, it's okay? That's because that fish has a certain digestive system and an immunity to that fish. We don't have that as human beings. So you take this fish, you put it in your bucket, you take it home, you eat it, and now it's become toxic to your body. Are you going to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm going to keep fishing in this one. And that's what a lot of you do. A lot of you blame, oh, this job and every job I've gone on is the same. And man, this type of women I meet is the same. This type of guys, they're all the same. Different type of fish, but the same type of attitude, same characteristics. Maybe three things you're going to have to possibly do. One, you're going to have to get out the shallow end. If you fish in shallow water, you're going to catch shallow fish. Say that for you again. If you fish in shallow water, you're going to catch shallow fish. Man, I wonder, why is it every guy that I talk to, the only thing they look at is my body. They don't look at anything else about me. Shallow fish. Why is it every woman that I'm vibing with, the only thing she's caring about is how much money I make and because I drive a dope car or what kind of job title I have. Shallow fish. You may have to go into the deep end. You're going to have to do that. You're going to get in your rowboat. And go into the deep end. Now you see when you go into that deep part. You're going to find some different type of fish. Don't worry. The shallow fish is going to sometimes go in the deep end. And even what's even more baffling. Sometimes you'll have the deep end fish. That will go and be in the shallow part. That's a rare thing. But if you do. like Just like you'll find an eel. Or not even an eel. But a stingray at times. will be on the shallow ends. Some fish that are exotic. A rarity that will show itself on the surface. Like whales. Dolphins. You don't see them like that. When people see them on the, on the shore. It's a phenomenon. It's like whoa what's going on. Because they're deep end fish. If you find those type of fish. What you're going to do. You're going to be fascinated with them. If a whale is on the shore. You're not going to just walk past. Oh whale. No. You're going to be fascinated. Because that's a friggin whale. If it's a dolphin. Whoa. 
You're going to be fascinated because that's a dolphin. Just like if you're out in the deep, you see a humpback whale or a shark or whatever, or any of those type of deep water animals, they surface a little. And then guess what? You'll be like, yo, did you see that? And you're fascinated with it. Now, if you want to catch any of those, you can catch every whale or every shark. It's not saying it's impossible, but you can't catch every shark or whale, even if you want to even catch a marlin with just a regular rod and line. See, that's what I was telling you about. You want to make sure you have the right rod and line to go ahead and catch that type of fish because that fish is a big prize. So that person that you're looking for in your life, that person that you want in your life, that type of job you want in your life, you're going to have to go out into the deep end. If that means, as I said to you before, that means you're going to have to move from the shallow end going into the deep end, then that's what you're going to have to do. Even if it means you're going to have to go and fish in a different lake or different ocean. Yeah, that means you may have to relocate. So if you're tired that you're catching the same type of fish, you're attracting the same job, attracting the same people in your life, maybe you're going to have to go into a different lake. You're going to have to move. But I don't want to leave here. This is all I know. This is all my friends, my family. Understandable. But if you're looking for something different, you're going to have to go ahead and shift from the shallow end and go into the deep end. Or you may just have to go into a different lake, different waters altogether. And so that's where we get caught up. We don't want that. We don't want to be able to do that because if I do that, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. That's, that's the unknown. Yes, of course, it's the unknown. That's the whole point of you going out, venturing out further with the boat. Do you think these captains and everybody know exactly what's going to happen? Just because they say the water's calm doesn't mean it's going to stay calm. It can become choppy at any moment. And also, some of those fishes in the deep end, they're kind of aggressive because that's all they know. And then you have the majestic fish, the majestic mammals that's there. You want those. If you're looking for a different job, you're getting tired of attracting the same job, attracting the same people, maybe you're going to have to go ahead and get out. Get out of the shallow end. Stop going with those people. Ladies, stop getting with the guys. That's all they see is your body. They don't see anything else about you. Where, where you work? Because they just saying, oh, well, she making money. Fellas, stop going with the ladies. That's all they look at is your body, your looks, or also how much money you make. Shallow fish. Go out and get that fish. Get that certain species of fish that you're looking for. And it's like, yo, but I never expected a fish like this. Exactly. So now what do you do? What do you do? You find a certain fish. Here's the biggest part here. Do you put it in your bucket or do you throw it back? Your bucket is very important. Do you bring that fish home with you? That fish that's in the net, do you bring that with you? Can you bring it with you? Are you ready to bring that with you? That's serious, ain't it? And so many of us got to wonder if we're ready to do that. The fish is not shallow. The fish is, is not in the shallow water. It's right there in the deep. And this is a different type of species of fish that you've ever seen before. Or you've probably seen it from afar, but you never, ever thought that you can actually be around that type of fish. Now you got it. Now what do you do? Do you have the right fish tank for that fish? Also, are you ready to devour that fish and become part of you? Meaning, is that someone that you want part of your life? Are you ready for that? After you do that, now this person is part of you. We don't think that far ahead because we just like, it just looks good. Yeah, but this is where you got to do research. Hmm. If I put this type of fish in my environment, do I have the fish tank that can handle this fish? Is my fish tank big enough? Do I have the right water? Do I have the right water temperature? Do I have the right chemicals to make sure this water stays at the right way so that I can make sure this fish is here? You can't, again, you cannot put a freshwater fish into salt water. It's not going to make sense. That fish may not survive that environment. Just like whenever you go ahead and you get a fish that is just normally in the depths of the ocean, they survive in the dark. So you can't put 
a fish in full of light. No, that fish is maybe a nocturnal fish. So you see, you got to know what type of fishes you're going for. What fish do you want? What type of fishes do you want? I need you to look in your bucket. Do you have the right fish that you're bringing home? You're constantly bringing home the same fish all the time. Maybe it's time for you to start looking in your bucket and stop hooking these type of fish and putting them in your bucket. Before you put them in your bucket, examine them. Examine them. Examine that company before you want to go ahead and say, put in your bucket and say, oh, I want to work for this company. Examine that potential employee. Hmm, is this someone I really want to be in my company? Examine that person. Do I want this person to have a friendship with? Is this someone I want in my life as my significant other? Before you put that person in your bucket. Aunt Boogie, listen, that's being kind of shallow that you're looking at only the physicals. Now, I'm not talking about the physical, folks. I'm not talking about the physical. I'm not talking about the physical. You have a preference for the person you want in your life your person you want in your company fine that's okay that's on you that's a personal thing but i'm talking about examine who they are examine who they are hopefully first you examine you first before you went out to fish in the first place hopefully you did that first because i'm not talking about you just say yeah i'm good i'm good no you're not you know what I mean by that? Meaning that you feel that you you can handle a fishing rod and a line. You know how to put on a lure. You really don't know how to do none of these things, but you're casting out your rod and you're doing it wrong. You're standing wrong. You don't have the right gear to go and fish. You're just going out there in your jeans and your shoes in the water. No, you're barefoot. No, you're ill-equipped to go and fish. So you may have to go ahead and do some introspection about yourself before you go out and fish. Because if you're there just as you are and you're barefoot, guess what? The fish is just going to come around you. Because why? Hmm, they're curious about you. Hence, you have the wrong people curious about you. They're coming around you. And that's why you're seeing if you look in the water, you see that every single fish looks just like the other. So I say to you that you, as the person who's going fishing, do some introspection first before you go out into the water. And if you have done introspection and you're still attracting the wrong type of fish, maybe you need to go out into deeper water or go into a total different water. Pack up that boat your rod and everything and say, you know what? Let me go into a different water. Been to Lake A, maybe I need to go to Lake B now. Maybe I need to go to Lake C. Lake C is all the way out there. Maybe that's what I need to do now. So I know what I'm looking for. So hopefully I can get the right fish. It's just like what they do in drafts. Just like what they do in NBA drafts, NFL drafts. They don't always go to the big schools and the big names of finding these players. They sometimes go to small schools that are thousands of miles away. NBA, they don't only stick in the United States. They go across the pond. They go to China, Australia, France, any of these places that has basketball leagues so they can see what these players are like. And guess what? That's when they find a diamond in the rough. Hello, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hello, Luka Doncic. That's how they find these guys. They don't just go ahead and say, well, we're going to stick here in the States. No, you got to look overseas. Sometimes that's what many of you may have to do. You're going to have to go out and go into a different part of the ocean or go to another ocean to find that type of fish you want. Don't worry about what people say. You went there? You went all the way there to go and find that? You got plenty of good fish here? No. They all look the same, sound the same, act the same. No. Let me see what else is there. My good friends and my good people, as you go out there and you start fishing, keep your towel with you. Keep your towel with you. And I'm going to tell you this. Just because you fish in different water or you're fishing in different parts of the water doesn't mean it's going to get easier. It's not. It's not going to get easy. But you'll be able to find a little something different. You'll be able to reduce your hassle. Just be patient. Patience is the key here. Patience and introspection. Continue to evaluate you, your spirit, your mind, your heart, and be patient. I know it's hard. 
We all with this whole, oh man, but my clock and my, I'm, look, I'm this age, I'm 30 something, I'm in my 40s. Don't worry about that. If you really want the right type of fish, you're going to have to be patient with it. Again, remember how I started this off. You got some people who fish and they fish for four to six hours and you sit there like, what kind of endurance do they have? Again, it's relaxing for them. They're not freaking out if they don't catch a fish. They're not freaking out if they don't catch anything at the moment. They're so calm and chill. And if you don't find that fish today, go back to the lake again. Keep going back. But be careful what kind of lure you're tossing. Make sure you're tossing a genuine lure. Don't toss a fake lure that's not who you are or not your company. And then you're going to attract the right type of fish, a good fish. But guess what? You're going to lose them because you are not who you are. You're lying. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. If you're not a humble person, you're a prideful person. Okay, you're a prideful person. That fish is not for you. So ladies and gentlemen, as you go out onto that lake, go out into that ocean, wherever you're going to fish, get out from the shallow end and go out into the deep. You're going to have to push yourself to get out into the deep. You're going to have to get out from your comfort zone and bring your towel with you. And as you fish, it's going to be a little frustrating at times because you're like, man, I've been here for so long, but keep fishing. Wipe the blood, wipe the sweat, wipe the tears. But whatever you do, keep fishing. Keep that towel and keep fishing. I know you're going to find someone. You're going to find that special someone for your life. You're going to find those special people who you can put a part of your circle and call true friends. You're going to find that right employee that you'll be able to hire, that be able to make a difference or make a good impact in your company. You are going to find that right company that you've been looking for. And after you got one rejection letter after another, you're going to find that right company that's going to say, we want you. And you know what you're going to say? This company is just right. Yo world, once again, this is your man Ant Boogie 3000 Thank you so much for choosing to listen to another episode of Keeping the Towel If you want to go ahead and catch me, catch me on my social media platforms On IG, at IamAntBoogie3000 At IamAntBoogie3000, that's on IG Instagram for you wonderful people And also on Twitter, AntBoogie3000 At AntBoogie3000 on Twitter So, I would love to go ahead and hear from you and everything Thank you once again listening to keeping the towel it's a blessing to be able to do this and i want to make sure i keep bringing you the right stuff keep fishing but you keep fishing with that towel all right yo world it's time for you to go ahead out there and vote it's early voting season please go and vote yes you're gonna have to stay on some lines and yes you're gonna endure some incredible people and when i say incredible some special people out there but don't give up this is the time to go and vote Please, please go out there and exercise your right to vote. If you choose not to vote, that's on you. I have nothing against it. That's your preference. That's your choice. But I'll definitely implore and I'll definitely galvanize you to go out there and vote so you can avoid the other long lines that's going to be coming up on November 3rd. Again, this is your man, Aunt Boogie. I'll check you when I check you. I'll see you when I see you. Keep fishing and keep that towel. I will see you when I see you. Peace.